Greetings from the Sinclairs here in Cameroon. It's hard to believe it's been more than 21 years since we were first sent out by our local church, Calvary Independent Baptist Church of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And it's been more than 21 years since we were appointed as church planning missionaries with Baptist World Mission. After pre-field ministries, we got on a plane headed to Cameroon with our preschooler, Drew, our toddler, Kate, and our three-month-old infant, Emma. My name is Andrew. I've lived in Cameroon for most of my life. I enjoy reading, writing, and listening to music. I'm Kate, and my favorite activities to do when I'm on the field include writing, baking, and spending time with my cat, August. Hello, my name is Emma. I'm a musician. I also love to read, and I like the outdoors. My name is Faith Ann. I love swimming, drawing, and making silly videos with my siblings. In 2007, with our co-workers, the Yiders, God enabled us to establish the Faith Baptist Church of Bamenda and the Bible Baptist Church of Bambili. Each year, I was asked to teach in the Fundamental Bible Institute of Sabga. This institute has trained more than a dozen men who have started more than 20 churches in West Africa. The Ministry of Education in Cameroon requires all students to take a weekly course called Moral Instruction. For more than a dozen years, we volunteered to teach this course in multiple public and private schools in our area. We have seen hundreds of students saved through the years from this exciting ministry. From 2008 to 2015, we saw the establishment of the Faith Baptist Church in Benakama and the Faith Baptist Church of Benade. Even though these churches both had national leadership, the Civil War has nearly decimated both of these villages. Thankfully, some of the residents are coming back. One of the young men from Benakama is in Bible College today, planning to return to his home tribe to revive these churches and plant new ones after his graduation. Around 2012, we started the Faith Baptist Bible College in Bamenda in order to train men and women for the ministry. Several of these students are in church leadership and church planting ministries today. In 2015, we began weekly evangelistic and discipleship trips into the village of Akum. Pastor Eugene, the first man ordained and sent out of Faith Baptist Church of Bamenda, eventually established the Living Water Baptist Church of Akum. From 2016 to 2018, I would pick one of the men in our Bible college to go with me as we made weekly overnight evangelistic and discipleship trips to the town of Kumbo. Kumbo is the second largest town in the Northwest region. In 2017, the separatist movement became an armed movement. Before this group in Kumbo of faithful believers could be officially organized into a local church, we were forced to evacuate Cameroon. It was on October 30th, 2018, that our lives and ministries were turned upside down. Our new co-workers, the Charles Wesco family, had just arrived and were excited about working with us in reaching Cameroon for Christ. On that fateful day, as we made our routine trip to Bamenda, Brother Charles Wesco was shot and killed. We were forced to evacuate the area. While still in shock, we escorted Stephanie and her precious eight children back to Indiana to be with her family. We began to ask God, what do we do now? The Lord gave me a burden to share Charles Wesco's testimony with young people across America. We began to pray that God would call and send 100 new missionaries to Cameroon. For the next year, I traveled from coast to coast, 
preaching in churches, Christian schools, and Bible colleges. Several times per week that year, I had the privilege of preaching Christ, sharing Brother Wesco's testimony, and appealing to both young and old to obey the Great Commission. God brought more than a dozen to faith in Christ. Scores were called and surrendered to be missionaries, and God provided the healing and direction we needed that year to return to Cameroon and continue reaching Cameroon for Christ in one of the French-speaking regions. This past term, we worked with Pastor Eugene and his family, who relocated to the town of Kribi. Kribi is the largest city in the south region of Cameroon. With its newly constructed deep-sea port, Kribi is growing exponentially. By God's grace, the Bible Light Baptist Church has been established in this chief city and is faithfully pastored by one of our former Bible College students. For the past 21 years, our passion and mission has been to preach the gospel, baptize believers, train disciples, and plant autonomous New Testament local churches in Cameroon. Our strategy has been to follow the pattern of Paul in Acts chapter 16. When God called Paul's missionary team to reach Macedonia, the Bible explains that Paul planted churches in the chief cities of Macedonia. Our prayer has been that God would use us and raise up other ministers to plant fundamental Baptist churches in each of the ten regional capitals of Cameroon. Over the past 21 years, God has raised up missionaries like us to plant churches in Yaoundé, Douala, Buya, Bafusam, Bamenda, and during this past term, God established the Bibleite Baptist Church in Kribi. I spent much of this past term studying and practicing the French language. I did not expect to see much fruit because of the language barrier, but with the number of English-speaking refugees and with Pastor Eugene's ability to speak French, we did have the joy of seeing people saved, baptized, and discipled. Becca met with the young ladies each Saturday afternoon for fun and fellowship. Becca took these girls through the Spiritual Growth Series discipleship book we wrote several years ago. It has been a blessing to see the Lord work in the lives of both French and English-speaking people. So thank you so much for your faithful partnership these past 21 years. We trust that you will continue to pray for us and partner with us over the next 21 years and beyond. And to God be the glory for the great things he has done. And to God be the glory as we continue uh, in obedience to his great commission. like the children are being dismissed and so if you're falling into that category you're welcome to follow Pastor Rick. All right. Well we do want to begin by thanking everyone once again for your faithful partnership in Cameroon. It was 10 years ago that uh, the group that we affectionately called the 20 people came to uh, Cameroon for a wonderful uh, vacation Bible school what we call their holiday Bible school and uh, had just a great time with the young children as well as some uh, a youth activity as well in, in, in uh, Bombili. And so we remember that very, very fondly. And uh, wow, it, it puts a lot of things on the time frame, like, like you said, uh, or like the video said, we've been missionaries to Cameroon now for 21 years, and your, trip, your team came about 10 years ago, so there's pre-20 people from First Baptist Church Land Lakes and post uh, that trip in our timeline of things 
and pictures and memories. And so we are very, very grateful for your friendship. You all have been so generous to us uh, so many times as we think back to the Christmas offering that you send each year. And we think back uh, to the first huge gift that you all gave to us to help us get a vehicle um, shortly after your team came. And uh, that has been uh, a tremendous blessing through the years. We're thankful for the different projects that you participated in, even as recently as this month, this last month, in helping uh, Drew and Kate in uh, different um, projects and different uh, items that were on their checklist. That was your idea as a church. Just put that out um, in our prayer letter, but it was your church that came up with that idea and your church that started that and more than half of the items, uh, much more than half of the items that were uh, taken care of came from those of you probably looking at me right now. And so I want to thank you for that as well. Uh, One of the reasons we are back right now is to... uh, help get Drew and Kate settled into Bible college. They're going to be going to Bible college, not this uh, weekend, obviously, but next weekend. And so please pray for them uh, as they get started in that. It's going to be uh, pray for their parents as well. We'd appreciate that. Um, Half of our nest is leaving at one time, and so uh, it's going to be an interesting time, and we do appreciate your prayers about that. Continue to pray for Cameroon, if you would, please. As you saw in the video there, we've had the joy um, in just one um, lifetime, if you want to put it that way, uh, wondering how God was going to reach Cameroon for Christ. And we talked a little bit about that passage in Acts chapter 16, and, and the Lord put that burden on my heart and began praying about that. And to see independent Baptist missionaries and independent Baptist uh, Cameroonians going to those regions and starting churches like this church in those uh, regional capitals, uh, six already, in again, in our lifetime, is thrilling. And uh, we are still praying for those others. If you would join us in praying for Bertua and Adamwa and Garwa and Marwa, those are the four remaining regional capitals. We'd ask you to pray about that. Um, it's been exciting. Just last week, I was talking with Pastor Eugene, the, the pastor of the church that was started this last term there in, in Kribi, and uh, just checking on, see how things were going in the ministry and so forth. And there was a brother and sister who started attending the church just as we were, just as we were about to leave and come here um, just over a month ago. And uh, the, the brother, his name is uh, jo- Josue. Josue is uh, French for Joshua. And uh, he continued to attend And about two weeks after we left, he trusted Christ as Savior. And he is from the extreme north. Uh, There are quite a few people in Kribi from the extreme north. We did not have a lot of people in in Bamenda and the northwest from the extreme north. But uh, that is an area that is very difficult for us as Americans to to get to. There's still quite an influence from the Boko Haram up there in Nigeria and in the extreme north region. And I've been praying and wondering, Lord, how are you going to send a missionary to the extreme north. How are you going to do that? Well, maybe Josue is the answer to that prayer. I don't know. He came to pastor last week and he said, I believe God's calling me to the ministry. How do I prepare? And uh, so Pastor Eugene is looking forward to starting some personal discipleship with him and then seeing how he grows and gets involved in the local church. And maybe a year from now, he may enter into the Bible Institute or the Bible College and be on his way to uh, plant a church in one of those other chief cities and regional capitals. So please continue to pray for Cameroon. God is not finished with Cameroon. Uh, Yes, the conflict is still going on, and we do ask you to pray for peace. But at the same time, we know 
that peace only genuinely comes when the gospel of peace is planted in people's hearts. There may be a hiatus, there may be a ceasefire, there may be a pause, but uh, we, know, we know as people in our marriages, in our families, in, in whatever it might be, uh, peace doesn't really come unless Jesus is ruling and reigning. And so please pray for peace in Cameroon. And when I ask you to, to do that, pl- pray that the gospel of peace will spread throughout the nation. That is really what is desperately uh, needed there in Cameroon. And so we also ask you to pray for our transition right now. We're planning to go back to Kribi. Um, we still need uh, some proficiency in the language if we're going to continue there, but we also need the Lord's direction. Uh, we do want to reach Cameroon for Christ. We do want to see eventually Cameroon uh, sending out missionaries across Africa with the gospel. And so we would really appreciate your prayers for uh, God's leading and direction on specifically where to locate in order to to see that goal accomplished and furthered. And we are excited to be here in the States for four months while Drew and Kate get settled into school and we get some medical and dental work taken care of. And uh, then, as I said, looking for the Lord's direction and leading as we continue on. We're excited to be here during this time. Just two, three weeks ago now, just three weeks ago, I was up in a church in Ohio and had the opportunity to preach, and two families, two families, one couple and then another family with three children and one on the way came forward in the invitation in that service and said, God's calling us to be missionaries. I don't know if it's going to be Cameroon yet. We're staying in touch with them, obviously, but, but God is working, and we rejoice in that. Uh, we've seen since, uh, since the Lord gave me that opportunity to travel around that one year here in the States, we've seen... 24, 23, 24 people say, God's called me to Cameroon. And the first family is on deputation right now with our mission board, Baptist World Mission, the Chris Sanderlin family. Uh, They and their four children are on their way to Cameroon. And so we ask you to pray that the Lord of the harvest would raise up laborers for Cameroon and, of course, the great harvest field around the world. And we appreciate that. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for your hospitality. Thank you for your partnership Uh, through these last uh, 10 years or so, and we rejoice and thank you all for that. In the few minutes we have, I'd like to ask you to turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. And while you're turning there, uh, let me just mention this. Pastor, it's a good thing you gave this to me, or I would have completely forgot. I saw it sitting up here. Uh, This is a CD of our family singing. Um, This is available. I know uh, some of you already have that, and and I guess it's been available in your bookstore or, or around the corner there. Uh, We do have some of these. These are $10 each if you're interested in that. And we also have some books that we've uh, published. Those will be available in the other building. Is that where we'll set up? Okay, something like that. Uh, Just look for us wherever you see that. Those will be available after the service as well. And we'd love to talk to you about that. We just ordered our prayer cards mm, two, two days ago. So those are not here yet, but hopefully they'll be here next week. And then we'll send some back to the church, and and hopefully you'll be able to take advantage of those. I love being a missionary. It's the only vocation in the world that I know of where you can get away with giving people your family picture and asking them to pray for you. I I don't know any other uh, ministry or vocation where you can do that, but we love that privilege, and we know that you all do pray for us, and so we'd like to get you an updated uh, prayer card and continue to pray for the Sinclair family. Also, uh, very glad to meet Augustine and his wife, Alice, today. Thrills our heart, and uh, we're very glad that they're back here this evening. 
and uh, just uh, a little bit of home tonight. So we really appreciate you all being with us and being here in the church. All right, Matthew chapter 28. Let's all stand together. We just have a few minutes, and this is a very, very uh, familiar passage, but uh, just a few words that I want to share, maybe, maybe more along the lines of stories and testimony than uh, uh, preaching this evening. But look at this familiar passage, Matthew chapter 28, starting in verse 16. The Bible says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain, where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we do thank you for this great commission. We thank you for the fellowship that we've already enjoyed here at First Baptist Church, Land Lakes. We look forward to more fellowship this evening. We do pray, Father, that you will bless this church, bless the school as it starts up again this week. Father, we pray that you would make this ministry a great lighthouse for the Lord Jesus Christ, not only here in this corner of Florida, but, Father, I pray that it would be a lighthouse sending missionaries around the world. We pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Very sorry to say this evening that um, I was already in Bible college before I realized that the passage we just read is a command for everybody in this room. I grew up, I guess, assuming, even though I was in a good Christian home, Christian school, and as I said, had already finished my first year of Bible college, I guess I just assumed that this was for missionaries uh, or a select few. But look at the text again. It says, Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Just, just try to get the picture here, all right? These men have been following Jesus for years. They assumed that he was going to be the Messiah that they imagined who would deliver them from the Romans. They kept asking, when is the kingdom coming? Who's going to be at your right hand in the kingdom? And all these great questions, but uh, really the wrong time. Jesus, as you know, of course, was crucified, was buried, and then he rose again. And their meeting with Jesus on this hill, Jesus had apparently told them, appointed them to meet him there, and maybe there were others. It appears in other Gospels that there were many others at this time. But anyway, he, the Bible says they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now, can you just kind of imagine that? Here's the man that they saw crucified, buried, risen. Here he is talking to them. He's told them so many things in these days. And... They're just kind of like, okay, do we, do we worship him? We, we, we don't really understand fully who he is yet. Jesus clarifies, if there was any doubt whatsoever, he says in verse 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Just in case you guys were doubting, 
I want to remind you, all power is given unto me. In Revelation, it was referred to John's final writings there on the island this morning. In Revelation, he is described as the Almighty. Just in case there was any hesitation, just in case there was any doubt, Jesus Christ is the Almighty. All power is given unto him in heaven and in earth. And what is the response to that? Verse 19, Jesus said, Because I am the Almighty, because I am the I am, look at this verse, Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations. Go ye. Now, in, in French, we have a singular and a plural for you, all right? We have tu and vous in, in French. And uh, in Old English, we have that as well. We don't really use Old English much today, but I'm thankful that it's preserved in our King James Version. Ye and you. It's right there, all right? Jesus is not talking to one person here. Look at what he says. Go ye. Okay? Now, up in Chicago, where I grew up, we also only had singular, you and you, all right? But when I moved down south, and I married my wife, and we got settled into the south, I learned that we still do that down here. We've got you, and we've got y'all, exactly, exactly, all right? We still preserve that down here. And then if there's a big group, right, then we got all y'all, right? I, I'm cert- I just haven't quite figured out what the number is on that yet, but you and y'all and all y'all, all right? Jesus is not just talking to Peter. He's not just talking to John. He's not just talking to one individual. Listen carefully. He's talking to y'all. Go ye into all the world. Go ye and teach all nations. The church that I mentioned that I was in in Ohio just a few weeks ago, at the beginning, before the service even started, the pastor pulled me aside. And he said, Brother Ben, I'm so burdened for our church. This church is 97 years old. And he said, this church has never sent a missionary out from this church. We support missions. We love missions. Obviously, they just invited me in. They love missions and so forth. But he was burdened. We've never sent a missionary out of this church in almost a hundred years. And you could tell he had been praying and he is passionate about this. It was no surprise to me at all when those two couples came forward at the end of that service. Wow. Do you realize that this church also has that same responsibility to reach all nations with the gospel? That's what it says. Go ye. Therefore, and teach all nations, all people groups. This, this word in the Greek is where we get our word ethnic, ethnos, all right? All the people groups of the world. Do you realize there are 300 different people groups in Cameroon? 300 different languages. 300 different tribes. Sometimes people ask me, what do they, what do they speak in Cameroon? Or what do they wear in Cameroon? Or what do they like to eat in Cameroon? And I have to ask, which tribe, Right? Right, Augustine? Exactly. There are 300 different nations or different people groups in Cameroon. And some of them are very different. Their weddings are different. Their burials are different. Their celebrations are different. 
Do you realize there are thousands of people groups around the world? And Jesus says to us, his disciples, go ye and teach all nations, all those people groups. It goes on. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. When I think of baptism, growing up in the United States, baptism is, is, is almost kind of a cool thing. It's, it's cool to get baptized. Children get baptized. Adults get baptized. Um, it's, it's very common. But I learn when you get into different cultures around the world that getting baptized is a huge decision. It, 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 isn't, it isn't just a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, although it is. It's us identifying with Christ. We are being crucified with Christ. We are identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection. And it's a huge decision in many countries around the world. I remember one young man in Bomenda named Desmond who trusted Christ. He, he grew up in the Presbyterian church. He had been sprinkled as a baby. And when he trusted Christ, he genuinely, uh, I mean, he was a new creature. It was clear. He became very bold in his witness. He, he got into our Bible Institute. He started growing. Brilliant young man. The man c- completed our Bible college and his master's degree at the same time. I mean, just incredibly smart guy going on two schools at one time and so forth. But there was one thing. He did not want to get baptized. Pastor, I was sprinkled. as a, No, you were sprinkled. You've never been baptized. You've never identified with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. And you need that identification. And we taught and we taught and we taught. And I could tell sometimes when he was really convicted, he knew that his growth could only go so far if he refused to obey that first step of obedience and be baptized. And he was going round and round. And one day he called me to his office. He had this little NGO going. And, and I went to his office. And we must, have, we must have sat down in scripture after scripture for about four hours. He was trying to rationalize it. He was trying to process it with that brilliant mind. And I just finally said, Desmond, you just have to take God's word. Are you going to obey or not? And the next Sunday he came to me and he said, Pastor Ben, I want to be baptized. And I remember that day he got baptized and went down in that water and came up out of the water and this big old smile on his face. And the first person ever that I can remember in all the people that I've baptized through the years, he looked at me and he said, Pastor, thank you. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for taking that time. I never had anybody thank me for baptizing him before. But Desmond got a hold of that. The scripture says, go and teach all nations, baptizing them. And then what? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Teaching them. Sometimes we get the idea that the Great Commission is just evangelism, evangelism, evangelism. But it's pretty clear from this text that evangelism is only one part, isn't it? There's making disciples, there's baptism, there's teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Listen, you can't do that in a week. It's going to take some time. Biblical discipleship is going to take some time. It's going to take some weeks and months and years to teach all things whatsoever. It's going to take the rest of your life, isn't it? 
I want to just round up with this one story of God's patience and persistence. In Cameroon, the first time I had the opportunity to go to Cameroon was in 1997. I was a Bible college student, and uh, I wish I had time to tell you how God worked all that out. It was really incredible how the Lord directed and led uh, this young man who grew up just outside of Chicago to take a missions trip to a country that I had never heard of a month before I finally went and, and uh, uh, chose to, to go on that trip. And uh, we arrived there. We went down to a, a, a village not far from where we've lived all these years. In fact, uh, those of you who went uh, to Cameroon and you went to Camp Joy, Camp Joy is in the village of Bamasing. At that time, in 1997, there was no work, no ministry at all going on in Bamasing. And so we went down there, and we were going from house to house with gospel tracts and witnessing and giving out gospel tracts. And that day, I was with a, a national pastor, and we gave a gospel tract to a young man named Eugene. And uh, just a guy who'd been out in the village his whole life, um, took that gospel track, and over the next several weeks, he kept reading that track, and he kept reading that track. And he finally trusted Christ as his Savior. Well, there was a little church a Bible study at first started in the public school there in Bamasing, and I had the opportunity to go back again the next year um, with another college trip that... Uh, all different students, and, and I was a repeat. It takes me longer to, to get things, so I went back a second time. And uh, in that little little church, had the opportunity to preach. Brother Eugene remembers the message. He said, I remember you preaching from Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I remember that little schoolhouse with all the windows open, and, and there we were sitting, and, and you came back again and, and preached. Well, that was in 98 and 99. We were there over the new year, 98 and 99. And then my wife and I got married in 2000, and then we took a survey trip, and then we actually moved to Cameroon in 2004. We, we, we moved to, um, um, to Bomenda, and the Bomenda is the regional capital, and there in Bomenda, we met Eugene again. Now, he had moved from Bomasing to the city. He was an artist. And he was opening up, trying to open up a little business there in Bomenda. And we met him and we invited him. We said, look, we're, we're starting a church here in Bomenda. And he started attending. And it wasn't very long, maybe a year or two, God called Eugene to the ministry. And again, I wish I had time to tell you. He, he was given an opportunity to travel around representing Cameroon with the cultural, the ministry of culture and uh, be one of the artists represented. It would have been a very lucrative position. It could have opened him up to be maybe even a world-famous artist. And he turned that down and said, no, God's called me to the ministry. I'm going to this little Bible institute in Sabga, Cameroon, and I'm going to serve the Lord. That's what God's called me to do. Mind-blowing. And he attended that Bible institute, came back to Bamenda, got involved in our local church, we started a Bible institute there. He and I were the, the, the main teachers there. And then the church ordained him to go out, as you saw in the video, to go out to Akum and plant his first church. And then when everything in, in the uh, Civil War broke and, and things just got hotter and hotter, Bamasing was one of the very, very hot regions, right down there by Camp Joy, where you all, uh, many of you have visited and seen with your own eyes. His house was right across the street from Camp Joy. Very, very difficult. So he said, look, if, I'm gonna, if my kids are going to go to school, 
Um, I'm going to have to leave this area. He prayed, sought the Lord's direction, and ended up in Creeby, Cameroon on the coast. And you saw the pictures of his family down there. Uh, just this last year, the formal um, chartering, or whatever you want to call it, the formal planting of Bible Light Baptist Church. And now he's got quite a few more kids, and he's got a couple of uh, a niece and nephew who are staying with him from that area as well, just so they can go to school. And you know, it was some time, it was some years of teaching and teaching and teaching. But you know what? When you do things God's way, you can expect a successful result in the end. It might take some time. I know there are lots of, lots of ministries uh, doing shortcuts and things like that. But I just wanted to go through this Great Commission once again. I wanted to remind all of us that the Great Commission is a command and it's not just for the disciples or the apostles or the missionaries. It's for y'all. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We are thankful to be partnering with this church. Sometimes what feels like the end of the world, all right? The end of the world. But God said he would be with us. I hope that you realize much sooner than I did. I hope that you realize today that the Great Commission is a command. It's a command for you. If there's someone here that is not faithfully participating in this Great Commission, I hope today you'll surrender to that. I hope when you get to that last verse, you'll ask yourself, who am I? Who am I discipling? Who am I teaching? Because that's a responsibility for each of us. Even if God doesn't call you to Cameroon or some distant, faraway country, God has given you the commission, all of you. And you should be teaching someone. You should be discipling someone on a regular basis. I hope you're doing that. If not, I hope tonight you'll take some time with the Lord. Maybe after the activities tonight and you go home before you go to sleep tonight, just get down on your knees and say, Lord, who do you want me to disciple? Who do you want me to teach all things whatsoever you have commanded me? And really take that personally and that challenge personally. Maybe there's someone here this evening and you don't even really fully understand what this commission is all about. What are we preaching? What are we teaching? Well, the gospel is clear. There's bad news and there's good news. The bad news is we're all sinners. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. We deserve death and hell, separated from God forever. But the Bible also gives us good news. That whosoever, that is, Jesus came into this world to die for us. To die in our place. To die for our sin. The Bible says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you will repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, he will save you. I'm going to close in prayer and turn it over to Pastor. Father, we thank you for this great commission, this purpose, this mission that you've given to each and every one of us as individuals and also as a church. Lord, there are so many in the world today who who have no purpose, they have no meaning. They're so confused. And yet, God, as your children, as your followers, you've given us a clear commission. God, I thank you that this church desires 
to fulfill that great commission here and around the world. I pray that if there are individuals in this church who have not taken this commission personally, I pray tonight they would surrender to that. They would yield to you. And they would look as they go from this place this evening to be faithful and obedient to that great commission. Lord, have your will and way. Give us a good evening this evening, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor.